Welcome to Caffeinated Living, the podcast all about Jesus, ministry, and the things that keep us going. My name is Kyle. And I'm Rob. And welcome to episode three. Episode three. We're back. Uh, We're glad that you're back with us. Uh, We're excited for today's episode. Um, Rob, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Ready for the weekend. So it's Friday. Hope you're ready for the weekend. Friday. Any plans for the weekend? So, okay, you're going to laugh, all right? But we are the family who who is doing a yard sale this Saturday. (laughs) All right, so there's our advertisement. Kyle is doing a yard sale. Yeah, I'm doing a yard sale. So we've been going through a bunch of our junk, let's just call it that, and going through some things that are kind of sad. I don't know, like when you go through stuff for yard sales, it just brings up memories of your children when they were babies. and Yeah, but Gracie and I pull everything back in, and my wife is the one, no, you're throwing it so out. So you're that type of person that yes. is the hoarder. Yeah, I'm a hoarder. Yeah. I, I'll admit it. See, like, it, it, it sticks with me for a second, and then I'm just like, nah, we're tossing it. It's been in the building for a year, so let's get rid of it. Yeah, no, I'm a hoarder. What about you, man? What you got going on this weekend? Uh, nothing much. We have a wedding. Nice. Not, not our wedding, but a wedding that we're going to. Are you? Do you enjoy weddings? Like, there's some people that just live for going to weddings. Like, I love going to weddings. I love dancing. Uh, I, I love doing the cha-cha slide and all that. Do you do you enjoy weddings? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't not like going to them. But, I, guess, I guess it depends on the person. But you don't get hyped up for a wedding. No. I don't know what it is, but. I've always been that person. Maybe depending on who it is. I mean, that sounds horrible, but I mean, it's a wedding. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for those people. I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. But so I remember when Emily and I were dating, she took me to one of her friends' weddings, and I didn't know any of these people. And she's like, "Why are you getting so excited for this wedding?" And they turn on the music, and I'm the only white guy on the floor doing the wobble. And she's like, oh, I see now. <laughs> yeah, I love weddings, so that, that'll be fun, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's um, some camp friends that we didn't work at camp with them, but they were campers while we worked at camp. So it's, it's come full circle. It's like camp family. Yes. And, I mean, it's like all, all camp people is pretty much in the wedding. Yeah. So, I mean— See a lot of people that you haven't seen in a couple of years, so gotcha. it, it'll be fun. I gotcha. And thankful that they are able to have a wedding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I know. It's, it's crazy times. Because that has been a huge frustration with everybody. Um, I've known several people, you probably have too, that yeah. have had to push weddings back Yeah. Uh, because of our current situation that we're living in with COVID-19. Right. Which brings about all kind of aggravations and struggles, which is one thing we want to talk about this morning. That's right. Just the overcoming struggles and challenges challenges in ministry. And I think we both can just go ahead and put it out there that COVID-19 has been a huge struggle and challenge. Let's just say it's more than a challenge. Like it has been the thorn in the side. (laughs) It's spear in the side. Like... Um, I, I can remember, Rob, at the beginning of this, thinking, this is going to be awesome. Like, this is this is exciting. This is something that I get to spend more time with family. This is something that the church, capital C Church, gets to try new things. It's like a new mission field. And then, like, now I sit here today not feeling defeated, 
but definitely feeling like, when is this gonna be over? Ready to bang your head on the table and say, why, 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 why? Yeah. So yeah. what? It, what is, personally, what has been your biggest struggle through COVID-19? Like th- being in ministry. Man, that's our biggest challenge for me. Yeah. Has just been, I, I am a people person. Mm-hmm. So not having services for, I think we went nine weeks. But you're doing it online, right? Right. I mean, you were, do, you were doing it online. Yeah. I'm talking about meeting in person. Yeah. Nine weeks without meeting in person, without communication of any shape, way, or form. That really, I struggled with that. Yeah. Um, especially Sunday nights oh, yeah. and Wednesday nights. Youth, I, I was just services. like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Thankful for technology. Yeah. But technology cannot replace personal connections. Right. We've been doing the whole Zoom thing, and that started out so strong. Yep. And now it's Same just here. like trying to talk to a brick wall. Like, um, Well, I think Zoom was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But then all of a sudden, when school's canceled, mm. they picked up Zoom as well because right. Zoom offered it to all the teachers and all the schools for free. Right. And it was Zoom overload for students, and they just got burned out. Have you heard where they're ca- what they're calling this generation of kids? Zoomers. Mm. You know, like you've got boomers. These oh, are Zoomers. Yeah, I heard that the other oh, day. But yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, the thing that has been the most challenging is the physical aspect of it, if not necessarily being around people. Like, we're back in church, so to say so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, but not fully yet. And we people are wearing masks. And it's taken me a while to get over that aspect of it, too. And I'm wearing masks as I'm greeting people and talking to people. But you know what's probably been my biggest challenge with it all? And I had this thought the other day. So as a pastor, we preach and teach a life-changing gospel, right? Okay. An eternal life is what we're preaching about that you have the opportunity to have because Jesus has given it to you. But how can we, I know how we can, but in the same breath, how are we preaching and teaching life change? Literally a gospel that has raised a man and God from the grave. And yet we're afraid of death and we're afraid of this virus, which I I, I get it. It is... It's a, it's a mental game at this point, and it is a real thing. But I guess that's been my biggest struggle is kind of wrestling with those two worlds. Like we're, we're preaching eternity, yet we're afraid. We're afraid to give hugs. We're afraid to give handshakes. And yet we want people to have eternal life. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's trying to let our church know, say, look, it's real. Yeah. Let let let's be wise about our dealings and handlings with things. But if you are a believer, don't live your life in fear. Right. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, God is still in control. Mm-hmm. He's got this worked out. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether this lasts for another year or another week, God's in control of that. And and it's that that's hard to accept sometimes. Yeah. It is. Uh, that, maybe that sounds bad on our part to say that. But at the end of the day, I know God's still in control. Yeah. I know I trust his word, but man. 
And I think too, Try. like it's 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 hard to kind of decipher the two different types of people right now. Like I don't think there's really anybody in between. Like there's either there's either the people that are warning everybody don't go to church, or there's the people that think that this is a complete hoax, and that the people in the middle seem crazy to people. But I think as a pastor. What's been challenges is when I see people out and they're like, man, we miss church. We miss being together as a body. Uh, we can't really do the online thing. Like every person almost that I've talked to has shared, you know, we're just, we're having a hard time getting back into the routine. Yeah. I, th- I think that's one of the biggest challenges for me because when all this started, we were already having our sermons up online yeah so all this happened now it was okay let's make sure we get it out there more but being at a church with an older congregation yeah they're missing they're missing that because they don't have they don't have ways to for technology yeah and so you you kind of miss not that you're hurting them but you feel like you're you're not there for them. Yeah. You know? They're just so, out there on their own. Yeah, so that's our that's our COVID-19 corner. We could talk about that forever um, and our frustrations with that. But today we're going to talk about struggles and challenges in ministry as a whole. I, I hope today's conversation, Rob, can be pretty honest. Um, honest with ourselves and honest with other people that are in the ministry or just people who are part of a, a body or a congregation as well, just to be able to see this side. So, Rob, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it over to you. Um, you look like you've got some scripture to read. or uh, oh, just, just some. What are some of the biggest challenges for you or things that you've seen in the ministry? Or maybe you personally. Well, yeah, these, these would all be personal struggles of things that I have struggled with or I still struggle with today. So... And again, everybody's different. For sure. Um, what I struggle with, you may not struggle with. What you struggle with, somebody else down the road may not struggle with. Yeah. Um, Satan knows our weaknesses. He, kn- he knows our, 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 our buttons that he needs to push to help deter us from fully worshiping God sometimes and putting our trust wholly in him, mm-hmm. which is really interesting my struggles so last week I talked I shared my testimony about Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 mm-hmm. trust in the Lord with all your heart yeah okay so trust in the Lord with all your heart but yet these struggles that I talk about relate right back to that right it's like oh, am I really trusting but I am I know I am but it's so yeah just uh, I only have five of them I don't want to take up a lot of time well just but, let's just talk through them yeah so First thing I wanted to redo um, is always a good source to help fight these struggles for me is Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. It says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So I think about that verse, and that verse brings, always brings such encouragement to me to know that God is with me wherever I go. Mm. 
It's good. Highest mountain to the lowest valley. God is with me wherever I go. So through these struggles, uh, probably my biggest struggle, uh, I, I deal with insecurities. Yeah. I always have from little kid, just different things. So that's one of the biggest things in ministry. Do you think that that comes from, because this is where mine comes from a lot, the insecurity of comparison of that. At least that is for me. Um, Not that it's all about numbers and comparing numbers, but like, what are they doing? How are they doing it? And why am I not doing that? I constantly find myself in a comparison game, which I should not be doing. Uh, even as a dad or as a Christian or as a man, like I find myself in that comparison game. And that brings out some of my biggest insecurities. Yeah, I, I would say from insecurities, and I guess what, and there might be a better word for it, but I'm always second guessing myself. Yeah. There, there's always going to be someone who knows more. Mm-hmm. There's always something that's going to be a better fit. There's always going to just uh, just always doubting myself and not being confident in Confidence, that. Yeah. You know, that which is that leads to my second point is lack of confidence sometimes. Yeah. You you would think you've been in ministry twenty one years, you why do you why do you like insecure why do you have insecurities? Why do you like confidence? Uh, I'm also human at one on one level. Um do you think do you think people and I'm going to say this nicely do you think people within the church more than people with outside of the church I think oftentimes drops our confidence a little bit maybe I mean I'm just I'm maybe. just I'm just I, yeah, thinking I, I, I through that. that um I think sometimes our confidence trusts you talk about trust in the Lord. I think sometimes our confidence trusts in people more. Than sure, the Lord. and that that actually leads to one of the struggles of people pleasing. Yeah, but maybe confidence. You you know this about me. You 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 you've joked about this with me before. That if I'm going to do something, it, it, it's got to be. I'm all in on it. Yeah, that is for sure. I, I'm all in on it. Like we're sitting here doing a podcast and we've got like the professional equipment. <laughs> like he is all in. Yeah, I love that about you though. Because if, and one of our other pastors here at our church, he, he would tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. He'll come up with this idea and my first thought is, okay, how, why, and to what purpose? Like right. it's... So I guess I'm always I like the confidence to go with my gut feeling. Is that is that, okay. is that, is that a good way to say that? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so insecurities, lack of confidence. The third one, it, it it may play into both of the. Again, all these probably play into. You could put them into one word probably, but sometimes feeling adequate. Hmm. Just like feeling enough. Right. Yeah. Feeling like you really belong, that you're you're part of that church. Right. You're you're not just there to collect a paycheck. Mm-hmm. That that's I don't feel that currently at the church I'm at now. Yeah. But that was a huge part 
of growing in ministry early on. Yeah. I think what, because I've been there, I know what that feels like, uh, of not feeling enough comes back to sometimes feeling alone. Like you're the only one. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you're sitting here listening to this in ministry, I will say this from the rooftops. I will shout this from the rooftops. Don't find yourself in a place that you are alone. Find other people who are not just like-minded, but things you can spitball and things that you can um, struggle through with, things that you can talk things out with, people in the ministry, people outside of the ministry. Uh, but don't find yourself in a place where you are alone. Yes. I mean, there's there's outlets for that on Facebook. That maybe is one of the best things about Facebook. There's Facebook groups and things like that. Yeah. Never be so proud that you think you can do ministry by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's That was me in the beginning. I said Kyle Lloyd has got this. And guess what? I didn't. I needed I needed guys like you and our other friends who I yeah. could just say, let's I mean, go to lunch, man. Let's just talk about things. Like if I think about our relationships that we have with other men in ministry. Mhm. Uh, they have definitely made us stronger. Yeah. I think they've made us better husbands. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just being able to spitball with one another, just, just shooting ideas and just talking about life, road trips. Yeah. Crazy things of whether it's... We always talk about sports, but I think there's always those serious moments of how we're, deal, how we're doing in life and things that we fear over you know right be don't don't be so proud that you can't find someone to invest in or someone to invest in you and 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 build that relationship up ministry and the christian life is not an island we're not supposed to be at it by ourselves and, and i truly believe that in ministry as well yeah so Insecurities, confidence, feeling adequate. The next one, and you're, you're probably going to laugh at this one. No. I, I, I struggle, and this is even today. So this one, this one is definitely a current one, but I struggle with delegation. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. It's the whole thought of, why do I have to tell somebody to do this when I know that I can do it quicker, exactly. faster, maybe better? Right. <laughs> and that that's... That's a prideful thing yeah. on my part. Yeah. Um, that's not doing a very, that's not being very good at edifying and building up the saints for the work of ministry. Right. So I, 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 I fall short of that where Paul talks about that in Ephesians. So yeah, I struggle with delegation. I'm like, oh, it needs to be done. Or I feel not bad. Yeah, I, I feel bad about asking somebody. Oh, me too. That's what I was going to say. Then that's where the insecurities come in. Yeah. Because they're like, well. He can't do it. Well, what are we paying you for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is I even find myself outside of the church walls doing that. Of I'm not the type of person that's going to say I need help quick enough. I'm the type of person that if I'm cooking supper or 
lifting something heavy, the last thing I'm going to do is say, will you help me do that? And, hmm. and it shouldn't be that. But I also sometimes surround myself with people, and even my volunteers in, in youth ministry are like this, the type of people that just say, I'm going to jump in and do it. Right. And I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, um, but sometimes I just can't put up with the people that <laughs> can't do stuff for themselves or have to constantly be told, hey, will you help me do this? Like literally I'm carrying 20 things and you're sitting there on your phone. So I don't know. Maybe maybe or, that's a bad thing or a thought. Or you get brave enough to go delegate something. You go, you go ask someone to help you. Mm-hmm. And because they're so willing to, to jump in and serve, you feel like you're taking advantage of them by continually going to them. Yeah. Like discerning between, yeah, they really want to do this, or am I just using them because they're helping me get my job or whatever part of the ministry done? Yeah, and I can see that. I, I, that I, I've struggled with. Um, I've come to realize that uh, we have an amazing young lady in our student ministry, super talented, and I probably use her for everything and anything more than I probably should, but her spirit is so sweet and so amazing. She's just like, sure, I can do that. I can do that. And so I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I, I just, so if you're listening to this, and I know you are, so you know I'm talking about you, so I never take you for granted. So I'm just laying that out there so everybody knows that. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the last one is, is probably people-pleasing. Yeah, me too, 100%. I, That's my biggest struggle. That's my biggest worry. Now, That's the thing that I worry the most about. I, I would say people-pleasing is a struggle with that. But my wife jokingly says that I've turned into a grouchy old man nowadays. So so did that come with age? I don't know if that just comes with age or I don't know. Did that come so. with the beard that's on your face? Like It just comes naturally. <laughs> so I don't think I worry as much about people pleasing anymore? Definitely not on Facebook. <laughs> You're going to have people like trolling my Facebook now. I'm going to have to put it, set my account to private. <laughs> no, I mean, at one point, I was worrying about people pleasing because I wanted them to like me. Yeah. I, I wanted them to be a part of the ministry. I wanted them to, but now I'm kind of like, that's between you and Jesus. Right. I ain't got time to deal with you, which is really sad. That's very, that's a very prideful part of my end of that. But so, I think that comes with experience. That comes from wisdom. That comes from a lot of different places. Because I still find myself constantly worrying about the one person who's worried about something or has something negative to say, rather than the fifty who are like, right. "This is going great. Like we need to keep going at it from a different angle." So why do we do that? We, we, we all do that. If you, if you are listening, if you're listening and you are in ministry or even even in your normal job, yeah, and you get 20 compliments for something you did. Mm. But then you get that one person that gives you one negative thing or says one sarcastic negative thing about it. Why do we focus so much on that one? 
comment that has nothing to do with this side of eternity. Mm. But we focus on that, and it almost doesn't rip our ministries apart. Mm-mm. But that puts that 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 begins a snowball effect of well, why did that person think that? Okay, maybe I'm not good enough now. Maybe maybe I'm not doing all that I can. Maybe it's I should try to do more. It's a snowball effect of literally almost everything you listed. Not yeah. feeling adequate enough. Comparison of um, the insecurities. Ins- all of those things. It, I think it, it it snowballs to every single one of those. And, and then it like kills your confidence. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny to me though. Like, as pastors and as Christians, we we know, you know, Joshua one nine. Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or dismay, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We we know that God's going to be with us wherever we are. But why is it we cling to that one, one comment? You know. Our fallen I, nature. Our fallen nature, yeah. That, that, that could be some of it. That could be... That's... Yeah. So th- those are some of my struggles. So this was really interesting when we were talking about doing this episode. Mm-hmm. We just said struggles or challenges in ministry. You, you took it on a, another, yeah. another level. Like, not another level, but you took it a on the flip way. side, yeah. a different way. Which was really interesting. So we didn't plan this. So you talk about just briefly about your challenges in ministry. Yeah. Well, I think because my biggest struggle is something we're going to talk about in the next episode. So be on the lookout for that. But my biggest struggle is definitely something we talk about in the next episode, which is rest and hurry and all those things. But when I think about struggles... And I think about challenges. I think about things that constantly are the things that I have to stumble over, the things that I constantly have to make sure, what are we doing about this? What am I personally doing about that? So a lot of this goes back to youth ministry, but it goes back, it can be said about ministry as a whole. But I've been in the ministry a whole lot less than you have. So I'm sure you've seen this gradually change. And it's like me, I've seen this flip overnight like culture has changed so quickly Mm. especially as youth pastors where there's not so much of a push to say you know what church is an is necessary for Mm. our teenagers anymore Mm -hmm. like that flipped like it used to be consistently don't drink don't don't have sex and read your bible right now even christians debate those things there's no consistency any longer within the church, especially morally, but definitely spiritually. There's no standard. And I think the morally part of that, sadly, we see we hear about so many pastors who fall away right. because of immorality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here we have our leaders who are supposed to be leading, guiding, and teaching us, but yet their lives are all messed up, so then why do I need to go there? You know, right. you, you begin to battle with that. So, yeah, those are good. I, I think I think our students that are in church today, honestly, Rob, they have no reason to be there other than the fact we want them there and they have 
growth to be doing, but society tells them they have no reason to be there. And that's a struggle because there's so many things pulling them in different directions. Uh, sports have become more prevalent in students' lives. I mean, and not just students, but people's lives, parents' lives. I, I can't tell you how many times uh, somebody can be missing church or a study that we're doing. They're like, what's up, man? Where you been? Yep. Uh, well, we kind of got this thing going on now, and it's kind of taking over priority. So I guess priorities have changed, morally people have changed, and that's been a huge struggle for me. So if we go back to our original conversation mm-hmm. at the beginning of this podcast, okay. do you think that's been one blessing out of COVID-19? People seeing what's a priority? Is yes. that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um but on the flip side of that, I think people's priorities are shifting to, is this really a necessity? Is church life a necessity? Yes, my, my walk with Jesus is necessary, but it's church life because I haven't had it. And like I said, like I, the people I've talked to constantly keep saying, we can't get back into the routine. And maybe I shouldn't say this, but if this is an honest conversation, I'm going to say this. If, if that is your excuse for not being in church, get off the couch and come to church. If you are just a little bit afraid of this yeah. virus, stay home. But if your excuse is we can't get back into the routine because we're going swimming or we're, 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 we're grilling out or we're doing this on Sundays, get your butt up and come to church. And, and I'm sorry for saying that because I know there's people that are, are, are scared because maybe they're immune compromised or they have other health issues. Don't come. Right. I get it. I understand it. But if you're constantly finding yourself making excuses of, I can't wake up, I can't make it because we're going swimming or going camping, get up, come to church. But also something else you said t- thinking about this. Do you think with as prevalent as technology is, mm-hmm. social media apps galore, everything at the disposal of in your hand right here, do you think some of our students, and maybe not just our students, but students in general, yeah, or the church, in or the church, that they're not seeing value mm-hmm. they're not finding value first and foremost in, in god's word right but they're not finding value in the christian realm or the christian life because not only are our pastors falling left and right mm. we, we we have christian artists who are denouncing well, the faith I, I i was go- i was going to say we have christian superstars quote unquote yeah that the church has put pastors and speakers and authors and musicians on a pedestal. Right. And so now we're starting to see where they're falling away. They're, they're denouncing their faith. They're mm-hmm. saying, I don't believe in God anymore because of this. Yeah. Is, is that part of the reason students and, and parents are saying, well, if, if that person over here is falling away, why, why do I need to go to church? Yeah. I, I, I think it goes back to 
like you said, not seeing a priority of the body, not seeing a priority of community, of, of encouragement, but also challenging. Like, I think people today feel like, and I'm not going to sound like the old curmudgeon who says, social media is the devil, but I think it has made us lose our sense of community. Sure. Because I agree with that. it's either all positive, all great, all perfect, or it's the opposite. All negative, all the time, Twitter. I mean... And to that point, I think it's even worse currently. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost like when some of these social media apps were created, they were great. Everybody's like, oh, this is great. We're doing, you know, I'm able to stay in touch. I'm able to get connected. But now because we live in such a hot pressure cooker culture, yeah. if you say something on social media, somebody disagrees with you, they're like, oh, no, well, I'm just going, I'm just going to cast that person off. Yeah. So how does the church, how do our students... How do we get them to live in unity with one another to say, look, our identity is not found in what we believe socially, physically, politically, but we, we are called as believers in Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think that's another way that I've seen social media really hinder that. It's been our biggest blessing as youth pastors, but also I think our biggest Curse. Yeah, yeah. I'd say curse. Yeah. What were you going to say? You were going to say our biggest enemy. Enemy. Yeah. Because we're constantly fighting those battles of being drawn to this, being drawn to that. Um, But I think that kind of goes into my next struggle. And it's kind of what I was talking about with the COVID thing is just apathy towards their walk, apathy Mm -hmm. towards their beliefs, apathy towards. Religion in a fact of coming to church and doing the things that we as Christians do to grow. Um, I think of right now in the season we just came from, and again, honest conversation. As youth pastors, we, we always recognize seniors. But seniors and even juniors are known for almost a great falling away those last two years of high school. I think all churches are like that, not just yours and mine. And I don't know if yours really is. But I think we always see, once they hit junior, senior year, and maybe it's due to the license, but we always see a great falling away mm-hmm. where maybe they're still in church, but they, they could care less about anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And for me, that's a huge struggle because I see them at church and I'm like, hey, do you not care about this? <laughs> and I guess that's an insecurity thing. But it's like, okay, is this not important to you because you could care less or because your walk with Jesus isn't as important to you either. Um, Because I can tell you, man, we just had graduation Sunday and we recognize some of our seniors and some, and I recognize all seniors. It doesn't matter if you've been there one time or um, every Sunday. I can tell you that there's some people that are like, yeah, they're 100% in, but then there's people that are like, okay, I see you on Sundays, it's it's great. Last year, I really, this came to a head. Uh, my first year at the church that I'm currently at, I had, a, I had one senior, one senior out of probably 14 at the time in the church. And that had just been a, a challenge at that church for a while. 
Um, and, I, and I didn't really pour into her as much as I should have. But then the next year, we had one more senior. Same exact thing. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, she's going to set the standard. Not because it's her, but because I want younger girls to see someone not just to look up to, but to see it is okay to still be in youth ministry as mm-hmm. a 17, 18-year-old. And I remember pouring to her. I remember giving her more opportunities to serve, more opportunities to to speak, to, to pray, to lead. Um, and uh, my wife and I, I remember buying her a Bible, not that she didn't have one, but writing a three-page letter in that Bible saying, I appreciate you. All I need is one, and you're the one right now. So I feel like both of our churches, we have those those students and even congregates who are there every day, the doors are open. And yet so many times we try to focus in on the ones that aren't. Mm -hmm. And we should. We should be worrying about the ones that aren't. But we can't constantly go back and forth and say, I got to get these people back in. But then we neglect the ones that are always there. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Just before you move on to your next one real quick, what do you think is the underlying cause of apathy? Hmm. Whether it be in students, parents, the church in general, I personally think it's choices. There's so many choices nowadays. I mean, just go mm-hmm. down the cereal aisle. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's we're, we're, life. There's so many choices we can make. Or like we're not satisfied. Oh yeah. With with just being, mm. you know, it's like okay, well here's that. I need to move on to the next thing. So many things catch our attention. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but I think that comes back to my next one is biblical literacy. Um, I can, I can, w- there's a, there's a trend forming of how many of our students come up through children's ministry and then get to youth and know nothing about the Bible. Um, there's not this push for, okay, this is the story of the Old Testament. This is the story of the New Testament. Um, I think there's a constant catching back up once they get into the youth ministry that we're reevaluating say, do you really know scripture Um, because our hope my biggest hope i think it is yours as well once they do graduate that they can read and understand this thing sure on their own and i think the thing that i've used the most to push scripture and understanding of the word has been almost like a social media platform is the YouVersion bible app that has been my biggest adversary in this pushing of biblical literacy is the reading plans and devotionals because those things are so awesome that you can read them together and then see who's doing it and see who's not seeing who's checked in and who who's checked out not that it's a constant i checked i read my bible today but to say hey are you are you working on this and if you're not why and how can i come alongside of you better in that but i don't know what do you think well uh, I, I use the you version. I like it. Um, how do you do at using that with students who may not have 
social media or have cell phones and tablets just yet? Have you, have you had, or have you come across that problem? Yeah, I kick it. I kick it back old school and give them a paper <laughs> devotional. Rob said in the first episode that I used to work at a Christian bookstore. And man, I, there's so many resources out there that we can direct people towards, right. not just teenagers, but people towards. Is that to say it's okay to just throw a book in their face and say, do it? No. That comes back to discipleship and walking them through on what it looks like to start at the beginning. And I'm not just saying Genesis, but I'm saying maybe start them in John and the importance of faith. I think that's why confirmation in some churches is so cool because we get to kind of walk through theology and doctrines. Um, so I think maybe as a Baptist church, we should do the same things in a different way of walking them through the importance of the faith, walking them through the importance of Scripture and, and those kind of things. And I think another thing, get your thoughts. Okay. Uh, you're, you're talking about lack of knowing Scripture. Mm-hmm. Students being in school, constantly having homework. Are they understanding Scripture from a historical point of view? Are they understanding Scripture from, basically, this book is telling me to do this and don't do that? Huh. Yeah. You know? It's what society says. It's what our culture says. that This is a rule book. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think if we can get to that point that we can get our, our students in our church to understand it. Yes, this is one book written by Creator God. Mm-hmm. Granted, He used various men to help write this right. book. But this is His love letter to us. This mm. is historical, factual. Yeah. Not fairy tale. Information that's there. Here it is. I, I just you even today you can see how the Bible is is playing itself out. Mm-hmm. And it's it so test much. Of time. It stood the test of time. So I, I, we've struggled with that before. Yeah. Of all oh, that books, it's really not true. It's really right. not true. Right. You know, it's like why well, do I want to believe the Bible if there's so many inaccurate things about it yeah contradicting you know, things if, if we could we could go on a whole nother show here and, and talk about the differences found in matthew mark luke and john yeah but why would it be the same story if four different men were writing it right you know it's so anyway that's good stuff. I, just, that's a good conversation. Maybe that's something we bring up in a future episode. That's good. I, I just wonder sometimes, because of our lack of Bible knowledge, what's the biggest hindrance. cause of that, or the biggest hindrance? Well, let me ask you this, and this goes into my last one. Okay. Partnering with parents. How many of our parents are walking their children hmm. and students through the Bible? Yeah, I can I, sit here as a, a 29-year-old man saying I didn't walk through the Scripture one time, maybe a couple times with mom and dad or mom and stepdad. Um, 
I think Bible illiteracy is also in that generation as well. And that, but that goes back to um, one of my biggest struggles is I think partnering with parents and walking alongside families because you and I both are in this same boat. Like in order to use students, in order to grow students, we know that factor one isn't them personally. It's who they're going home to every single day. It's right. their parents. So that's that's been a struggle. That's been a challenge. Um, more so at different churches that I've been at, but has been trying to come alongside parents and saying, this is a necessity. This is something that we can do together. Our job isn't to raise your kids. Our job is to help you raise right. your children. Yeah, and to that point, but not so much to the parents, mm-hmm. I've always struggled when you go to a camp. Okay. Um, and you have the kids that profess faith in Christ. They, they, they go back home, or, or maybe not so much with me personally, but I see this with other churches. Mm. And, and they go back home. Who do they have with them to help disciple them and, and teach them? You know, my, my, my heart kind of breaks for that sometimes because sometimes we churches are doing all they can, but they still get a bad rap for it. So good stuff. Well, good let me, stuff. We uh, before we wrap this up. Okay, you sent me something yesterday because I, I I don't know if there's anybody listening to this right now or not. This could be scary. I send you a lot of stuff throughout the day. But maybe there's a youth pastor or a pastor or someone in the ministry who is struggling. What is other than don't be on an island? What's what's some other encouragement that you could? S- you can share with them because you sent me this yesterday in this season. And this is some truth right here. This is some dropping some truth. I want you to read this, what you sent me yesterday. Okay. You want me to read it? All right. This was uh, this was, I guess a tweet from a, uh, a speaker, Chad Poe. Um, he says this since March, I have watched youth pastors figure out live stream, take over church wide social media, lead ministries via Zoom, initiate conversations on race, process summer calendars being destroyed, rework summer calendars, watch it be destroyed again, rework summer calendars again, help pastors process communicating differently, tape off sanctuaries, help with different disasters in their community. And then he says, I hope we all remember this the next time we make a you play video games and order pizza joke all day. So maybe there is somebody out there listening who is struggling and is finding them in a season of challenges. What's one thing that you could say to them? Surround yourself with other men. Hmm. That, that will be my go-to, my one constant. Outside of your relationship with, your, with God, outside of your relationship, if, if you're married with your wife, Find that other pastor, youth pastor, that you can meet on a regular basis to invest in, to pour your life into, have them pour into you, because I'm telling you, 
Ministry is an absolute blast, but with the snap of the finger, it, it can be an absolute train wreck. Mm. And then you're sitting here scratching your head thinking, what's going on? What do I do? I'm, I'm drowning. Mm. And so find that one person. Know that you're doing what God has called you to do. Trust his leading, trust his working in your life. And so a couple of other things outside of God's word real quick. Um, just going to talk about real quick, and then we're going to take a quick little break. There are some books that anytime someone I know is going into the ministry, mm-hmm. if they're new to ministry, I always give them a list of books. Sometimes I'll go and buy the books for them and say, here, you need to read these books. Rob's spiritual gift is giving (laughs) and being able to give gifts. Like He's awesome at that. Well, because I'm not a reader. Mm -hmm. I I read a lot more now than than I did early on. I was about to say. Your life, your wife is a librarian, so my, you my have wife to is be a librarian, reader. so I have to I have to read. <laughs> but no, um, before she moved into the librarian, she she was a she was a teacher, so I think she has really encouraged that part of me. She's inspired that part of me. Uh, my pastor now, he 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 can devour a book in like what seems like ten minutes, and then he could quote it like from front to back and I'm wow. like how do you do that yeah. um, so there, there's people that have been in my God has put in my life that have influenced that so th- these are just a few books if you are in ministry if you're new or if you've been in ministry for, for 20 plus years I, I believe these books will be a great help to you and, and maybe you've read them but uh, my first one is always going to be Paul David Tripp's Dangerous Calling yeah we walk through that together, man. Yeah. And it, it's called Dangerous Calling. And when we read that, do you remember what happened? Oh, yeah. Every chapter that we went through, someone that we read it with experienced the very thing that was talking about in that chapter. Oh, yeah. Very good book. I one, think it, one of our good friends, while we were reading the book, began to transition from being a youth pastor to a pastor yeah. from other churches. But everything he was dealing with at his church, he was just like... Man, I don't know about reading this book anymore because I mean it's it was just in your face so good. Yeah. So the 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 other one is called Make It Last. It's by Jeff Loving Good. It's proven pr- principles for effective student ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is Tim Schmoyer, uh, Life and Student Ministry, Practical Conversations on Thriving in Youth Ministry, mm-hmm. and then the, la- the last three are more of a pastor's book but can still help you with youth ministry uh associate pastor lead pastor but it's called the heart of a great pastor how to grow strong and thrive wherever god has planted you that's by hb london jr leaders who last by dave craft and then the pastor's justification by jared wilson oh yeah Um, that's good this book has been one of my favorites yeah uh, all these books are my are, are probably my go-to favorites. But we're going to take a quick break. We've got a great draft coming up in a second. Yes. But so, I hope since, that this... Since we 
yeah. live in a masked society right now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to come back with a little draft of our masked, top five masked superheroes. Oh, yeah. So. All right. We're going to take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Share the Magic Travel. Let us do the work while you enjoy the magic. Whether it's your first or 50th Disney vacation, Share the Magic Travel is here to help you with planning your next magical vacation. We understand that trying to plan a Disney vacation can be stressful. Where to go, what to do, how to save money, when to make a reservation. It is information overload. This is where Share the Magic Travel can help. We offer free quotes for all Disney destinations, theme parks, cruise ships, and adventures by Disney. Contact us today and begin creating your next Disney vacation package. Several ways to find us on Facebook at Share the Magic Rob Kaler, on Instagram at Get Your Ears Vacay, or email us at Rob at ShareTheMagicTravel.com. Let's start the magic today. Since we are in a COVID-19 world, we thought about today our draft would be all about masks. All right, whether you're on mask team or not, okay, our draft today is all about masks, more specifically masked superheroes. So the scenario today is we are gonna be picking our team that we place in an arena and who would win. All right, so we're gonna do our normal back-to-back draft pick type thing where I pick, you pick. I think it's my pick today, right, Rob? It's your your pick. Okay, which by the way, our ballpark uh, numbers came back of who had the best team. You won that. Of course I did. I'm surprised Because of the buffalo chicken with fries, because you have to call it out every every time. You cheated. But we'll see who wins the Disney Parks one. Uh, that'll be interesting. But today, all right, I'm more confident in you and your picking ability than mine. But we'll just see. But today, whether you like superheroes or you don't, I hope you find this entertaining because we're going to go back and forth. Uh, we're going to do four total picks. So the rule is, is each of these superheroes, and it's just heroes, right? Not villains. Correct. Yes. All right, they have to wear a mask. So people like Hulk... Superman, Thor, don't count, right? Correct. Okay, so they have to be masked, and they have to have appeared or have their own comic book. Right. These are not just movies or cartoon shows. This is comic books. All right, that's the rule. So they have to wear a mask, and they have had to have been in a comic book. Okay, so you want me to go first? Sure. So they're being put into an arena. So if I were to have the first pick... All right, and they're masked. I'm going to take my favorite superhero, Iron Man. Tony Stark, the Iron Man. He might not have special powers, but he does have an incredible suit and a huge amount of money. So I think just right there alone, that is a good pick. I don't know. Bad pick? All right. I will challenge you. Okay. I'll raise that. So what's your pick? Let's go ahead and get Civil War started. Uh Uh-oh. Captain America. Captain America. He was on my list. So we already drew the line. That line has already been drawn so now. There's definitely a battle going so, on. Hashtag Team Cap. Hashtag Team Iron Man. All right. Yeah. Who wins this one? Uh, so my second pick. Man. 
Second, oh, no doubt. All right, he might be lame, but in a battle, I don't think you're catching this guy. Nobody's catching him. The Flash. Really? The Flash. Look at you pulling up my second pick. There we go. That's a Look good pick. Look at you. Man. Yeah, he's taking off. Nobody's being able to catch him in that battle. So I got Iron Man and the Flash, red and gold. Red and gold. Here we go. Okay. Well, <laughs> you took my second pick, so I'm going to go old school Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Wolverine. Okay. So not the... Um, movie version of Wolverine. Not the movie version. So like old school X-Men. Yellow blue spandex with the mask. Okay. Wolverine. So Wolverine, can he die? Depends. You want to go by the movie version or the comic book version? The comic book version. Does he die? Because if that's the case, I don't know how you're losing. If he loses his... It'd be a... I don't know. I don't know much. See, I'm. I don't know much about comic books. But we, we we could discuss this later. But we don't have time to discuss that one. So okay. All right. But Flash Wolverine. That that would be a interesting, interesting combat there. So, My third right. one. Okay. Third one. My third one. I'm going Wakanda forever. What the heck, man? Black Come on. Panther. I don't know anything about him. I just know coolness factor. He is awesome. Um, I've never even seen that movie. I don't even know what his power is. How have you not seen Black Panther? I'm so far behind, but I'm choosing Wakanda forever. Black Panther. What is his power? Like, is, Am I just throwing him into the arena for nothing? It's not so much him specifically as much as it, the suit. Oh, his suit. It's a suit. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Third pick. So... We're just doing four picks, right? Okay, so we're going to do four. Yeah. So to help somebody, we got got a combat Black Panther here. Hmm. This this is interesting. Let's do five picks. (laughs) Do five picks. Let's do five picks. No, we'll do four. four. No, we could do, but, all right. So since I have the strength of Captain America, Uh I have the agility and somewhat strength of Wolverine. But not the agility a flash. Not the uh, flash it in so much. <laughs> He's fast. It's fast. So, okay. Between the two. Wonder Woman. Uh, I'm just kidding. She, she, she doesn't have a mask. She, she doesn't have a mask. Yeah. She, she would have been a good one if she didn't have a mask. So I'm going to go. Oh, man. This is great radio right here. It is. <laughs> I'm actually going to go with Mr. Incredible. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. But does he have a comic book? Yes, they do. Oh, good pick then. Okay, good pick. Wow. Okay, so Mr. Incredible is super strong. All right. Because oh. we couldn't have Thor the Hulk because they're not mass yeah. superheroes. So. Wow. That was, that was clutch. Mr. Yeah. Incredible. That was a good pick. You went Disney on me. Okay, so are we doing four or five? Did we decide? We, we can do five. All right. Because okay. I'll save my last pick to make my daughter proud. Okay, so my this is number four. Uh, my fourth pick would be... Um, I'm going to pick the Lone Ranger. <laughs> because he has a horse. The Lone Ranger has a horse so i'm picking a lone ranger he has a mask it counts 
So, yes, I'm picking the Lone Ranger. And, and just coolness factor. Just imagine the squad rolling up. Iron Man, The Flash, Black Panther, and the Lone Ranger. Okay? And you show up with a Disney character. Come on oh. now. <laughs> Technically, if you go by the movie version. He, it's comic book. It is. No, I'm saying, but if we went by the movie... Disney bought the rights for Lone Ranger, so technically you do have a Disney character. Oh, come on, yeah. Technically. Well, I guess Captain but, America and all that is too, but... Yeah, yeah, technically all that is too now, but... All right. So, <laughs> the Lone Ranger. Look. Good pick, right? <laughs> so, okay, so my net, my fourth pick, I'm going to go with Snake Eyes Snake from G.I. Joe. Tell me about Snake Eyes. Oh, he's a G.I. Joe character. Yes, he, he, he's my favorite G.I. Joe character. Okay. Which he's pretty much any... Kid growing up in the 80s, he was probably much their favorite G.I. Joe character. Um, he can't talk. He can't talk? He can't talk. He's So he's a silent killer. He's a silent <laughs> Literally, he's a silent killer. So super cool, has all, has all the grenades, machine guns, very stealthy. Okay. Very sneaky. So all right. to get behind enemy lines. I'm using my stealth. Okay. All right. My last pick. I guess that's a good pick. I don't know anything about Snake Eyes, but I guess the people that are listening to it will. All right. My last pick, and you're going to laugh, but this guy is me because he loves pizza. You know who I'm going with? He loves pizza. He lives underground. Michelangelo. Oh, because they are masked, technically. Yeah. yeah. Ninja Turtle, Michelangelo, rocking the nunchucks, eating the pizza. Oh, yeah. That's my last pick. Might not have been a good one, but he's got his shell as basically a shield, so take that, Captain America. Um, I don't know who's <laughs> going head-to-head here, but that is my last pick. I'm, I'm rocking with my favorite Ninja Turtle. I could have went Donatello. I could have went any other ones, but I'm going with Michelangelo. All right. My last pick. Okay. Doing it to make my daughter proud. Okay. And doing it to show that I do not have an all-male chauvinist team. Okay. <laughs> Going with Batgirl. Batgirl. Okay. You didn't take Batman, which is my least favorite superhero. What? How is Batman your least favorite superhero? He's basically Iron Man who's not smart. I don't know. I just have never liked He's Batman. way cooler than Iron Man. No way. No way. He's way cooler than Iron Man. No way. Yes. Cooler vehicles, but not cooler suit. Because I've always thought the perfect combo, mm-hmm. not combo, but if you if you were to put them in a in, in, in a brawl, in a fight with one another, it would be Batman versus Captain America. Yeah. That that would be... That would be cool. That would be cool. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Batgirl. Batgirl. All right, so go through your five. So my five. Captain Throwing America. Throwing them into the arena. Captain America. Wolverine, mm-hmm. Mr. Incredible, Snake Eyes, and Batgirl. Okay. And mine is Iron Man. Um, what was my second Flash. Pick? Flash, Black Panther, the Lone Ranger. <laughs> he laughs at that. And Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtle. All right. You're, you're going to have, with, with the Lone Ranger, you're going to have that song coming up as y'all's uh, entrance song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, so, all right. Well, y'all tell us what you think about our uh, top five mass superheroes. Which team you picking? Team Cap, Team Iron Man? Officially. 
That would, be, that would be interesting to see those. This would be a cool simulation to be able to see what would happen. In that. I mean, technically. What else did you have on your list? Um, well, I've had, I had Flash, Spider-Man, Black Spider-Man. Panther. Yeah. I just don't see Spider-Man doing well in something like that. I don't know. Maybe well, it depends. He's got his webs. Yeah, I guess he'd do better than Michelangelo. And, he, and he's fast. Yeah. Um. And then, and then I had Green Lantern. Yeah, I had Green Lantern. Green Lantern is probably one of my least favorite yeah. characters. Okay. Actually, all of DC are probably my least favorite characters, but Batman's my favorite DC character. Yeah. And Flash. But I had you're gonna you're gonna be impressed. I had Cyclops. I I like Cyclops a lot. Uh, I also had Darkwing Duck. Darkwing <laughs> <laughs> Just as a funny thing. And then I had the Green Ranger Power Ranger because oh, Power yeah. Ranger because I grew up with Power Rangers and the Green Ranger's the best. Yeah, you, you'd have lost me at that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's that's a good squad. Vote who you think has the best. Let us know how we did. Uh, but we thank you for joining us today on episode three of the Caffeinated Living podcast. So until next time, keep it caffeinated, friends. 